This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Flat Out Farno, you're Laddie H, host of Flat Out Pride on your Free FM dial. If you're a Waikato local with an idea for your own show, Free FM would love to hear from you. Check out our website, freefm.org.nz, or find Free FM on Facebook and get in touch. Pressure 
You're tuned into the Flat Out Pride Hour here on Free FM 89.0 Independent Community Media. You can live stream and podcast us via freefm.org.nz via VR, accessmedia.nz via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and now on iHeartRadio. Flat Out. A big flat out shout out, of course, to New Zealand on Air. Without you, access radio stations like Free FM wouldn't be here. A big flat out shout out to Free FM. Without you, Flat Out Pride wouldn't be here. And last but not least, a big flat out shout out to you fabulous people out there that tune in every Friday to hear what's hot and happening on our Flat Out Pride Hour. Fridays at 5 on your Free FM dial. Lady H on your mic tonight or this afternoon, evening, wherever you are in, in the world. In Aotearoa, no maharamai, no mahoki mai. Welcome and welcome back. I've got a fab lineup for you this show. We've got a bit of Pride History Month, Aotearoa styles. And, of course, a beat. We're still celebrating New Zealand Music Month. We have a bit of international, real people, real voices, LGBTQ nation shares stories. So they've interviewed a couple of people talking about their kaupapa uh, in the states that they're in. So I wanted to share some real stories that are happening right this minute. We'll be talking about Paralympians. So we covered a bit in terms of uh, our out-athletes at the Olympics, now I wanted to cover our peeps, our people, the Paralympians or out Paralympians um, at the recent games. And our queer spaces, how our queer spaces are surviving. So this is really interesting. I found this intriguing, but I wanted to share with you all. So this Kōpapakōrero uh, is a, a good number of people that are set up different virtual spaces for our queer community, our rainbow community to be able to uh, connect to and stay connected to in terms of where our spaces are at with the pandemic in different parts of the world. I only have an opportunity to share maybe two or three stories and groups that are online or are virtual and set up and happening. If you want to know more, you'll need to the club. Fab Fano didn't even know it existed, and I'll be checking it out and tuning in. And this may provide you with an opportunity to be able to tune in yourself and stay connected and feel connected to community members. If you're in a hard space, you're even without pan- the pandemic happening throughout the, uh, the world you're in a space where you can't physically get to another person anyway, then this is a prime opportunity to link in, stay connected, and just feel the love. Feel and share the love. So that is our lineup on our show tonight, Fano. This afternoon, evening, tonight, wherever you are in the world. Let it on your mic. Hope you've had a fabulous week. Uh, fabulous weekend last weekend you're all taking care of yourselves out there being kind to yourself and to others so let's just get into the goodness eh? straight into it how queer spaces are surviving then we're going to a bk emotions featuring emily Macus. 
high note. Stay tuned. really started organically it was never like us being like let's create this moment and like let's create this viral space because like they didn't exist before we had nothing to like know we didn't know people would want to party on zoom but it was us just wanting to like connect with each other as the friends we were before this um and then from there adding a few more friends and then taking it to zoom so we could bring in more friends and then making the instagram which was kind of humorous and like you know kind of jokey a little bit and then people just started to flood so we're like oh okay yeah zoom can be a a moment zoom can be a party <laughs> who knew <laughs> let's gay up zoom it's not just a space for people to enter because we're in the state we are it's people who haven't been able to enter the club or they feel like they've been aged out, or they feel like they're just not a part of it. It's just, we're entering this new level of nightlife, which I don't think anyone could have saw coming because we've always seen it as a physical thing, right? Um, it's bodies touching bodies, right? It's always been this very kind of like raw thing. It's just about entering spaces and being there and being in people's faces yeah. fully out and fully queer. Unapologetically queer. Obviously our goal is to um, to uplift like marginalized communities and, and get people paid and and to feel valued in the work that they do. It's a lot of time being spent, so we're also having to figure out, you know, how can we afford to keep it going and, um, you know, how to, to exist within these systems uh, and try and try and- Existing within these systems is a challenge. The fact that we're so bound by money to be able to make any moves um, is, is really kind of like one of our biggest um, obstacles. All the money that we've received has gone back out to the community, to all the artists and just the operating costs. And we've had to bring on people as well to work for us as extra moderators, sound tech engineers and an admin uh, just because the four of us alone was, it's honestly impossible at this point yeah, for the yeah, four yeah. of us alone to do this is impossible. And so we're already feeling so spread thin. I see like, you know, a full structure and we can employ people all over the world to keep the party going in all time zones and it'd be super, super sexy if we had, you know what I mean? That, that kind of money coming in to be able to keep this space open and going. Rebecca Black playing her own song. Does it get better than that? I don't know. The world needed to stop in order for this like moment to happen, which is a very wild thing because like for the first time ever, nobody was doing anything. Icon. Icon. Charlie XCX was the first big celeb that reached out that was, to us. That's, that's been a favorite of mine. For sure. That was been de def a favorite. 
it's such an equal space. It's like there's not performer and fans. It's like everyone is getting spotlighted. It's like it's you really are. It's an equal playing field. And like they might like fuck up right when they start, and then we have to jump on the mic in, in front of all of them. And be like, no, you have to like hit share sound. And they're like, I don't know how to do. It. Then they like do it, and then immediately their ego's gone, and they're just dancing with people. And then at the end, they like message us, and they're like, I want to come back and do it, right? I'm going to go live on Club Quarantine a little bit and shit's going to get so fucking lit. We don't know what this thing will look like tomorrow. Like, we yeah, don't know. What it's it crazy. Like. We don't know how it will look like tonight. And we don't know what the future of nightlife will look like. We don't know what the future of like society will look like, right? If it'll ever be the same, what it will be. We don't know. I'm sure it'll adapt into something new, just like get adapted to the quarantine. It will adapt to new life. Um, it's, yeah, both exciting and both scary at the same time, yeah. Our work started out just focusing on, like, visibility for queer and trans, specifically Black people, um, and has expanded beyond just like visibility and is really like evolved into um, like a like you know a community space or or community itself. People have an expectation; they know the type of folks they're going to be surrounded by when they come to our spaces, and they know the level of like care and attention that's going to be put into it. It was a hard stop, like, and we were anticipating our biggest season ever. Um, and the, the literal venue that we were working with closed down during the, the, the quarantine. Like they weren't even able to survive. So it's all fucked up. <laughs> the money is fucked up. We're doing anything that we're doing right now is just like mostly volunteer led um, with the support of like a few people who have like donated or like mutual aid funds or something like that. We posted several like online parties for our joy party that we do with uh, DJ Remarkable. And um, people would have just been like craving being in the community. So even like on those online events, like the chats are going crazy. People are making connections. Like there was, <laughs> this is the funniest shit to me, but there was a literal Zoom after party that <laughs> formed <laughs> during the party. So people would be on these Zoom parties for three hours and then go to the after party for another three hours. <laughs> And it would be like a little bit more risque and kind of like play party vibes and like kind of like the best high school party you've ever been to. It's like we're playing Truth the Dare and Never Ever Ever and all this other shit in the chats um, while there's music playing. My name is Marissa Rosa Grant and I am the founder of Strapped TO. Strapped TO is a party that is focused on queer women and trans and non-binary folks of color. We try to create some kind of monthly party to kind of bring that crowd out and also have different themes. It's all about body positivity. It's all about having fun. It's all about elevating those voices and booking POC performers and DJs just to really show that we're here and we're queer as well. <laughs> Thank y'all so much for having this. This this is like giving us life right now. So 
I started to think of things that I would enjoy doing with groups of friends. Like I thought, okay, I would love to have a movie night. I'd love to do a games night. I'd love to do like a sleepover. All the ideas that I had that I wanted to do before all of this happened, I tried to figure out how to make them work in an online format. So yeah, we did workshops on um, using a strap-on. We've done yoga. We had tarot readings weekly. It's become way more accessible to parents, especially, and I've gotten a lot of great feedback from other parents that they don't have to spend all this money to get a sitter. For me, it's only been in the last two years that I've started having my son go over to his grandparents on the weekend. So before it, I was missing out on everything. But I think this is going to be something that we carry out on post-COVID. Like once things start opening up again, I think it's a great idea, not only for my party, but for parties everywhere to continue to be accessible through doing things on Zoom. I'd love to just be in the comfort of my own home jamming out while my son's asleep you know like it's just this new world for us that still gives us that freedom and gives us that uh, ability to feel involved while we're away thank you so much for partying with us really uh, it was such a great night the community motivates me i'm always trying my best to find ways to help and serve the community so when the protest for regis um, came about the organizer uh, contacted me and was just like I'm really afraid that I'm going to get arrested a massive demonstration on the streets of Toronto this afternoon thousands of protesters marching back in May Korchinski Paquette fell 24 stories from her balcony while multiple Toronto police officers were alone with her in her high park apartment and I just thought okay let's use our platform because we have a, quite a large following use our platform to gain funds in case there is an arrest being made or in case anyone going to this protest ends up in some kind of legal situation where they need funds and don't have access to funds. So we developed this Toronto protester bail fund, which essentially would cover any fees associated with um, being part of the protest or any legal fees that might be incurred. We couldn't believe how much we phrase like it went viral and now we are in a place where we're able to help and we're able to continue to help that community and make sure that our voice is heard the best thing possible for us is just having that message out there we want to be known around the world we want to strap the world <laughs> send that message out that we are black we are queer we are here and we want to create safe spaces, even virtually for people of color, to just be their complete self, no holding back, just showing love and appreciation for that community. You're here because you wanna bury your soul in the vine.
You are tuned in to the Flat Out Pride Hour here on Free FM 89.0 Independent Community Media. You can live stream and podcast us via freefm.org.nz, via accessmedia.nz app, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and now on iHeartRadio. Tuia Ngario Otehapuri, bringing together the voices of our community. And Flat Out Pride totally supports that tagline of free FM. Boom. Lady, I turn your mic for Funky Friday. Love having you on board. That last beat there was K Motions featuring Emily Makus High Note. Now, that Kaipapa Corridor was about virtual spaces for our queer community. Uh, the first one was a club quarantine, so party zone where artists come on board and you can be a part of that Kaipapa Corridor. And that's just to name one. There is multiple within that uh, little clip. Go to our Bookface page where you can get the link to research more and see which group you would love to connect into wherever you are in the Ao, in Aotearoa, New Zealand, or the Ao in the world across international waters. Mm-hmm. All right, let's go into what's up next. Paralympians. So we talked about our out at the Olympics. Now I wanted to cover who our out uh in the Paralympics. And a little bit of news for our first non-binary athlete that wins a medal. Okay, let's get into the goodness. So congratulations to Robin Lambert, who becomes the first non-binary athlete to earn a medal in the Paralympics history. To win a medal among the best in the world is awesome, they said, after their historic performance, only two spots behind two world record setting competitors. So Robin has become one of the 
first openly trans or non-binary athletes to earn a medal at the Paralympics. Lambert won a bronze medal in the women's 100 meter T34 wheelchair sprint way back in August. Lambert 24 uses they then pronouns becomes just the second trans and non-binary person to medal in either Olympic or Paralympic history, which was only seconds behind, as I said. So the Paralympics have already recorded a number of out athletes competing. Uh, out sports is the the Copa Corridor released an initial list of 23 out athletes, 11 more of the 539 total competing Paralympians have been added. Now, just as the Olympics had their first openly transgender and non-binary competitors, the Paralympics now have their first. So, um, Robin had been training really hard for the past six years, so to end up on the podium really was a dream come true. And they made their dreams come true with a time of 18.68 seconds in the race. Hannah Cockcroft of Great Britain earned a gold in the event after being timed at 16.39 seconds, a world record. Fellow Britain Curry earned the silver with 17.03 seconds. I just want to show all the kids out there with disabilities or not, if you have a dream, chase it. There's always a way and you can find that way. The 24-year-old also had some fun when being presented with the bronze, motioning as if they were going to pick up the gold medal, garnering some added fanfare for them on social media. So Lambert joins their fellow Australian Maz Strong and Team USA's Laura Goodkind, who identifies as gender neutral as the first out trans and non-binary athletes to compete at the Paralympics. So Lambert lived with cerebral palsy since they were nine, trained to become a Paralympian since, since then. Outside of racing, they are also a model and disability rights advocate. Stunning! And you can see the clip if you go online. So at least 36 out Paralympians this year and placing 14th in the overall medal uh, toll. So that's LGBTQ, 14th in the medal toll. The countries with multiple out athletes at the Tokyo Paralympics, United States had nine of Alfano, Great Britain had nine, Brazil had six, Canada three, Australia two, Netherlands had two, and Germany two. Uh, Great Britain and United States were the most heavily represented in part because those where the outsports contacts are most located. Go to www.outsports.com for more information on that. Stabunning, and we are super proud of you. I know we are now in September. I don't care if I know. It's all about sharing the love because that's our people. It's the theme of our show, Our Peeps. Hearty. All right, let's get into a beat. Missy Elliott for my people. That's Cormac Remix. Stay tuned. We love having you on board. Yeah. 
This is for my mother club heads, you feel me?
No maharama, no mo hoki, my kahu kura whanau. You're tuned back into the Flat Out Pride Hour here on Free FM 89.0, independent community media. Tuia ngā reo o te hāpori, bringing together the voices of our community. Live stream and podcast us whanau via freefm.org.nz, the access media app.nz, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and now on iHeartRadio, flat out. Lady H, on your mic for your funky Friday, that last beat there was Missy Elliott for My People, the Cormac Edit Version. Hope you like that, and this is for our people, the theme of our show, celebrating our people, who we are, where we are, and what we're up to in the world, flat out. Going across to international waters, real people, real voices. This is brought to you by LGBTQ Nation, sharing their stories. So a couple of people talking about their kaupapa happening in their states. And hopefully this inspires you to establish, set up whatever it is that you can, wherever you are in your world. Um, love these stories, love the sharing, love the realness. And I wanted to share that with you. We want some... Uh, positives and to share good vibes and uh, support f- and love for our rainbow kahukura whanau. So let's just get into that goodness. Then we'll go to a beat afterwards, Jungle, talk about it. Stay tuned. Hey everyone, it's Jay Rodriguez with Real People, Real Voices. And today we're talking about helping a community in need. LGBTQ people often face challenges, but our community is resilient and a close-knit group full of people who are willing to step up and help those who are in need. Now today we're joined by two such change makers who were able to build resources to help solve some of the challenges of their fellow community members. Please meet Kayla Gore, Executive Director of My Sister's House and Nikisa Newton, founder of Meals for Heals. So happy to have you both here. So let's dive right in. Kayla, can you tell us about My Sister's House and its mission? My sister's house, our mission is to advance trans people of color here in the Mid-South. That's basic bottom line. We provide emergency shelter. We do name and gender marker changes. We uh, help with the fees that are associated with those two processes. Uh, We also have a driver license reinstatement program, which is tied to um, our uh, voter uh, restoration project. We do uh, survival kits, which we have volunteers in the back now uh, preparing survival kits. We are starting a new initiative uh, where we're trying to keep uh, trans people who are uh, sex workers more safe. So we're providing them with metal detectors so they can screen uh, people who are coming in for metal, for guns, for knives. Uh, Because a lot of the times, like I said, people are in situations because they have to be, not because they want to be. Nikisa, let's talk about Meals for Heals. Can you tell us a little bit more about it? The mission of Meals for Heals is to make vegan and vegetarian food uh, more approachable to to resilience groups, to serve the sex working, the active sex working community here in Portland. So it started out back in January 2019. Uh, I was just delivering to clubs. I, I, I structured a menu, curated a menu that's very vegan and vegetarian friendly, being that uh, dancers are going to eat their meals late night, you know, after 12, 1, 3, 4 a.m. So I wanted to make meals that will, you know, digest easily, that won't uh, garlic and alums that won't like breathe off their skin because they have to have intimate settings when they're at work with their clientele. So um, that's that's kind of how Meals Hill started. I was trying to feed my ex-girlfriend at the time who was dancing and interning and going to uh, 
going to school as well. So um, I decided to make meals for her. She asked me to deliver it to the club and that's kind of how it all took off. That's fantastic. Vicky, so what's, what's been the, the biggest challenge facing Meals for Heels? I think it's just the stigma of sex work. Uh, also, I think just the stigma of a Black woman running a business. I often will be at events and people will go to maybe one of my coworkers thinking that's the owner or they'll talk to them in a certain manner. And then when they realize it's me, it me, then, uh, you know, everything changes. So I think working with the sex worker community, putting a positive light on sex work, uh, empowering women, empowering resilience groups with food is, um, is a target of Mills Rails. That's our mission. That's our goal. Kayla, how about you? What is the biggest challenge facing my sister's house? The biggest challenge that faces our community and our, and our organization is transphobia. Transphobia drives people to our organization to need our services. And we have plans to close one day. We don't want to be around 30 years doing the same thing uh, and not actually exuding a result that our community is deserving of. So that's one of the biggest things is, is people's transphobia and their lack of knowledge uh, and their lack of desire to learn more about our community. I know that you're very humble about your work, but what are you most proud of when looking back at what you've accomplished so far? When we think about being proud of our accomplishments or celebratory about things that we accomplish, it's very short lived. So when I get asked that question, it's kind of hard for me to like pinpoint one particular thing that I'm proud of. But I will I will say that I'm proud that our community is so resilient and we continuously come up with so many different ways to survive until we're liberated. I think that's one thing that I'm like super proud of. Um, I've been afforded the privilege of being able to travel across the United States and see a lot of organizing that's happening um, all over the United States. And it's really heartwarming for me coming from the South, not knowing what's happening in Phoenix or what's happening in Chicago, or what's happening in St. Louis, but I'm connected to advocates that are actually there on the ground doing the work. That's a privilege, you know, um, and it also just lets me know that Things are changing, things are happening, and there are people just like me everywhere all over the United States that are doing this work. Nikisa, I'll ask you the same question. You know, I have a checkered past. You know, I am two-time formerly incarcerated. Um, I'm a college dropout. Um, you know, I, I took all those obstacles, and when the time was right, I made my move. You know what I mean? So, um I think it's just uh, where Meals for Hills has gone. How many, the bigger community that we get to serve. I, I started this thinking only serving sex workers, only just delivering to clubs. Now I get to work with Pride Northwest. I get to work with Apano. I get to work with uh, Don't Shoot PDX, uh, a lot of resilience groups. And um, people are proud of me, which makes, of course, makes me feel well. And I think just, you know, making my mom proud and my community proud. And just, you know, I guess being the... Um, being, I don't know if it's outcast, but being labeled, uh, you know, maybe society doesn't see me as being worthy, but showing my worth and showing my worth to my community. Well, you have definitely done that. I want to thank you both so much for being here and the work that you're doing. I'm so incredibly inspired by the both of you. If you want to learn more about My Sister's House and Meals for Heels, check out the links. I want to thank you so much for watching here today, and we'll see you next time.
You're tuned back into the Flat Out Pride Hour here on Free FM 89.0 Independent Community Media. That last beat there was by Jungle. Talk about it. Flat Out, I hope you enjoyed that. Those co papa recorded all those real voices, real people sharing their co uh, papa out there in the world. Love those warm and fuzzies. Let's go into now Pride History Month in Aotearoa with support to you, compliments of gayexpress.co.nz. So the month of September traditionally is Pride uh, Month in H-Town. But let's go into this history. Historian Gareth Watkins looks back at significant September dates that impacted Aotearoa, New Zealand's rainbow or kahukura communities. So, on the 20th of September, 1921, marks the centenary of the birth of Bruce Mason. So, he was one of New Zealand's most significant playwrights. Mason wrote over like 30 plays with the Apuhutsukawa tree, the end of the golden weather, being two of his most well-known. So, Mason married in 45 or 1945 it wasn't until a book by john smythe in 2015 that mason's homosexuality became widely known smythe reflected on his more private side we can only wonder what else he might have written in a parallel universe or a more accepting era so um dean parker noted that mason and his wife had an open relationship he was happily married with three children but seemed to have had many male lovers. These are documented 
in Surviving Letters. One of his pickups in Christchurch later vindictively wrote to Mason's wife, do you know that your husband is an old lecherous pansy, well known all over New Zealand for it? The whole of Christchurch is laughing at you. Oh, what a sad, eh? Okay, going to 25th of September 1971, the NZ Homosexual Law Reform Society held a national conference to discuss the law reform. So in attendance was Bishop of Wellington, H.W. Baines. He called for Christians to adopt an understanding attitude to show homosexuals that they were not excluded from society. The Law Reform Society had been courageously lobbying for law change since its formation back in early 1967. Treasurer of the Society told reporters in August of that year, the average New Zealander has been brainwashed into an intolerant state of disgust for his brother homosexual. He is not able to show compassion because even sympathisers and reformers come under suspicion unless legislation is changed. New Zealand will always have homosexual suicides, ostracism of often brilliant men and an increasing number of homosexual patients and prisoners in mental hospitals and goals. True story. True story. Going to the 14th of September in 1978, the LGBTQ Bay Area Reporter newspaper in Lake San Francisco I reported that Broadcasting Corporation of New Zealand had banned the airing of Tom Robinson's political song, Glad to be Gay, by its radio stations. So the song, written for a London Pride Parade in 1976, contained strong commentary on the opposition of homosexuals in the United Kingdom. So a a BCNZ official insisted the radio ban was not an attempt to discriminate against homosexuals, citing the broadcaster's earlier attempts to expand understanding of the views of gay people. So Wellington Gay Liberation disagreed, labelling the action as blatant and unjustifiable discrimination. The song was, however, heard in Auckland, broadcast on the independent radio Hodaki. Stunning! Love it when it's got reference to radio, because that's what we're about. 15th of September, 2013. Internationally recognised equestrian and icon Peter Taylor passed away in Auckland after stopping all treatment for both HIV and the rare infection Leishmanias. Caught from a sandfly bite at the Barcelona Olympics. So over a 15-year period, Taylor underwent massive 922 doses of chemotherapy with additional health complications. His specialist reflected that Pete taught me about determination, tolerating tough life, optimism and generosity. I think it's about positive thinking, taking responsibility and reducing any bitterness and blame in your life. You can't have negatives in your body that will feed the illness. So Taylor's businesses included Urge Bar, which he co-founded in 95, and Much Love, Surrender Dorothy and Dot Sister. Mmm, nice. September 2020, the Salvation Army, so that's New Zealand, Fiji, Tonga and Samoa Territory, issued a set of guidelines relating to the Army's stance on gay conversion practices. Now, that's a current issue in Aotearoa right now. Uh, sexuality and gender identity. So, Salvis, 
affirmed their opposition to any form of gay conversion practices and stated uh, the Salvies will continue to oppose vilification of or discrimination against anyone on the grounds of sexuality or gender. This includes attempts to change another person's sexual orientation, gender identity, and includes actions which deny a person's sexual orientation or identity. The statement was in stark contrast to the army's strident opposition to the homosexual law reform back in the 1980s, when the Colonel Donald Campbell told Salvationists that the moral decay of civilization was proceeding unchecked and that it was in many ways a greater threat than that of nuclear destruction. So that is quite a turnaround, September 2020. So now I can finally start supporting the Salvation Army again because I wasn't up till now. Kapoi, that is just a snippet of history in Aotearoa. Compliments of gayexpress.co.nz Flat out final, we're going to go into a beat so much by Renee Milner, who is a soul folk singer-songwriter from our very own Taranaki. Uh, and this, the beat is so much... Enjoy Fano. I hope you've enjoyed the show. Have a fabulous weekend and we'll catch you all up next weekend. Enjoy, enjoy, enjoy. Modi order. Be kind to yourself, be kind to others. Be safe on the streets and in the sheets. Condoms and lube are your safest form of protection, Fano. Modi order. Catch you all up next week.
For more episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.